Defining moment spotlights a particular moment, incident, or case that either led the writer to a career in physical therapy or confirmed why he or she chose to become a physical therapist or a physical therapist assistant. The following piece titled Better Together was written and is read by Jamie Dyson, PT, DPT. He is a physical therapist at Central Florida Regional Hospital in Sanford and is the president of the Florida Physical Therapy Association. I work in the intensive care unit of an acute care hospital. We've had our share of COVID-19 positive patients and PTs are involved in pronation and other pulmonary interventions to care for them. Our hospital has experienced PPE shortages, requiring us not only to provide the best possible care to patients, but to do so while trying as best we can to preserve the supply of PPE we have. What this has meant is that when I enter the room of a patient who has COVID-19, I sometimes perform tasks that might be considered outside the physical therapist specific role, such as taking the patient's temperature, adjusting the ventilator setting, and even occasionally taking a blood glucose reading. This, of course, is on top of my responsibilities as a PT related to positioning, mobility, pulmonary function, toileting, and exercise. Sometimes I see a patient on whose care I haven't been consulted. This often leads to opportunities to share my input. But my purpose in writing this piece is not to discuss the PT's role in the ICU. That's a different subject. Rather, it's to share the ways in which the true magnitude of everyone's working together hit me on one particular day this spring. It started like any other day, a cup of coffee and chart reviews, standing rounds with the team, then all systems go. But the events of this day would lead me to do something I hadn't thought I was capable of doing. I had an experience working with a patient who went into PEA, pulseless electrical activity, that prompted a flashback to a very personal experience I'd had. Something that I'd been pursuing for years reaching fruition on this particular day. It was a defining moment in my career. In 2015, I contracted Guillain-Barre syndrome. Shortly after receiving my annual flu vaccination, I began to feel a bit ill, but I shrugged it off as a reaction to the shot. Symptoms progressed. However, while I was working in the ICU, I had two PT students with me, and we were going over some documentation. My goal was to see a couple more patients before lunch, but those plans changed. After reviewing the notes, I was unable to get up from my chair. I sent the students off to an early lunch, they probably figured I had a meeting to attend. Through sheer determination, I eventually was able to get up and make my way down to the rehab department. A team huddle was going on. I apparently spoke to the group, but to this day, I have no idea what I or anyone else said. It was clear to the other therapists that something was very wrong. Before long, I was wheeled to the emergency room, which began my hospital stay as a patient. I felt strongly that I knew what was going on, but I didn't want to say it out loud. In the ER, I was put through a multitude of tests, including a spinal tap. When a physician came in to discuss the findings, I said it's GBS before he could get a word out. The medical team confirmed my self-diagnosis, but wanted to do some additional testing, including a full spine MRI. That type of MRI takes about three hours. While I was in the magnet, it seemed like an eternity. I could feel my body growing progressively weaker. I next was admitted to the neuro step-down unit where I knew the staff. While there, I had frequent visits from other PTs, nurses, and doctors, which boosted my spirits. Unfortunately, however, I had an allergic reaction to the intravenous immunoglobin and ended up in the ICU. 
Yes, the same ICU in which I had worked for more than 20 years and the same ICU in which my symptoms had progressed. This time I remained there for two weeks. I was not able to move very much and had some slurred speech, but I look forward to my daily visits, especially from my wife and my son. When things took a turn for the worse, I needed that support to give me the strength for the fight. I can't imagine what COVID-19 patients go through having no familiar faces to support them in their quarantine. Fast forward a few weeks, during my initial assessments in outpatient rehab, I was asked what my goals were for therapy. Naturally, I wanted to be able to walk and take care of myself. I went through driver training to eliminate that potential burden on my family. In the back of my mind, my main goal was to get back to practicing, not only as a PT, but specifically as a PT in the ICU. The ICU in which I work was very team oriented. We helped each other with everything. One of my key rehab goals was to be able to perform two minutes of good chest compressions in case a patient coded. My progress on walking in ADLs was steady, but my chest compressions goal was unmet when I was discharged from rehab. Six months after the onset of GBS, I was back at work, but in an administrative capacity. The workers' compensation doctor had deemed me disabled, so it was a battle for me to be able to return to practice. Here I was, an experienced PT, working hard, to shed a permanent disability label given to me by a physician who had never really performed a thorough examination on me. I know this because I was there. This was a workers' comp neurologist who dealt mainly with back pain. I originally had been scheduled to see an orthopedic physician. Thank goodness my primary care physician was assisting me through this process. It helped, too, that I was a self-advocating PT and my wife is a nurse. Because of my personal experience, I understand why so many patients have a hard time navigating the healthcare system. Eventually, I succeeded in re-entering clinical practice. I now work in the ICU of another facility. The ICU is my home and my passion. This brings us back to the COVID-19 positive patient I referenced at the outset of this account. I had performed CPR since resuming clinical practice and before my experience with this patient but it always was in a situation in which I only needed to perform a minute or so of chest compressions because there were plenty of others around to take over for me. On the day that the patient went into PEA, however, only a nurse and I were on hand to intervene. And due to the PPE shortage, very few people could potentially enter the room to assist, even during a code. I initiated chest compressions and the nurse handled medications. As I was working on the patient, I tried not to think about how long the process was taking. Could I keep up the compressions for the required amount of time? As the minutes passed, an additional person entered the room to help. So now there were three of us. It took time for the third person to don PPE, however. Before I knew it, I'd performed five minutes of compressions before being relieved of that task. My arms felt like rubber and my legs were wobbly, but I'd met and exceeded my goal. And that wasn't all. I then needed to manage the patient's area with the bag valve mask. After that, I completed two more one-minute rounds of CPR before the patient finally got a rhythm back. We'd done it. I wanted to share this story with you as we all try to navigate these difficult times. We make a difference every time we interact with patients, no matter the setting, and yes, in telehealth too. We all have different roles, but our common denominator is human movement. We help people move better. My goals as a patient with GBS included movement that was very important to my return to patient care. Little did I know that I would achieve that goal five years later in the midst of a pandemic.
My experience is a good reminder to all of us that passion mixed with grit goes a long way. I didn't get to where I am today, and I was not able to do what I did with that patient without the help of my colleagues and everyone on the healthcare team. We did it together because all of us are better together. Now more than ever, and as we move forward into an uncertain future, let's always be sure that we recognize and maximize that reality. This has been an APTA podcast. APTA members can access the latest podcasts and transcripts at www.apta.org podcasts.